for this Monday on the KZL 105.3 FM, AM 1280 WPKZ. My goodness, I'm looking at the calendar. It's August. I mean, it's, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself saying August. It's May 18th, and next Monday is May 25th, which is Memorial Day, which means we're heading towards the start of the summer driving season, which is set to begin this weekend. But this season is going to be, I guess, like a season we haven't seen in a long time because it, normally we're talking about people going out here, there, just about everywhere to start the summer driving season. But it seems like maybe your better song might have been on the road to nowhere, maybe. But here to talk with us about what's happening as we're looking ahead to the summer of 2020 in the summer driving season, we welcome John Paul from AAA Northeast. John Paul is the car doctor from AAA Northeast. John, thanks so much for joining us. And would have been would it have been better if I used that song? We're on the road to nowhere to describe where we're heading right now, as far as the Memorial Day weekend. Well, it's either that or Hotel California, where you check in and you never get out. It's one or the other. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, well let's look ahead to the fact that Memorial Day is coming up. Summer driving season is set to begin, but like we were saying. Uh, not many people thinking about going around by planes, trains, and automobiles, are they? Not that much. In fact, for the first time in 20 years, we're not actually going to put out a Memorial Day travel release because really just people aren't traveling. And last year was a record year with almost 43 million people traveling, or a little over 43 million. And this year, well, we don't think there's going to be that much. And the governor just minutes ago came out with uh, kind of a new update, and it's sort of safer at home, so not stay at home, but sort of safer at home, uh, encouraging people to stay closer to home and still keeping, you know, keeping uh, groups of less than 10. And uh, there was, I'm sure there was a lot more in there that I probably missed. But uh, the good news is, I guess, maybe next week I can get my hair cut. That's encouraging, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but still the fact that here we are, Memorial Day weekend's coming up, people looking ahead to summer. And every state is different. Massachusetts is going through its adjustments. Our neighbors to the South Lake, Rhode Island, Connecticut, making their adjustments to the North New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine. They're making their adjustments, but still they're saying right now two words, four words, better off staying home. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it seems like at this point. And yeah, and I was out a little bit over the weekend, and it did seem like people were a little bit more relaxed. They were doing a little bit more traveling. And I expect Memorial Day weekend, where it's going to be a three-day weekend for, for people. And it's sort of interesting, with so many people working at home right now, people are having a hard time trying to divide up what's the work week and what's the weekend. Not that they're not working during the week, but they're still working on the weekends in a lot of cases. People are not putting their computers away. People are not putting their phones and tablets away. So it is sort of uh, it is sort of interesting right now to what people are doing. And and uh, I know we'll probably get to gas prices at some point. But it seems like right now uh, MPG is translating into months per gallon rather than miles per gallon. That's unusual. Months per gallon as far as gasoline goes, because the price of gasoline seems like it still keeps going down. And people are going like, hooray, the price of gas is going down, which means I can fill up my tank and go somewhere. The only problem is, where do you go? Yeah, somebody somebody said to me the other day that they feel like a teenager, cheap gas and no place to go. Not a good way to be right now. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Although it is kind of interesting. We started to actually see a little bit of uh, price increase uh, today. In fact, we saw, I think, in Massachusetts, gas prices up about $0.02. Cents and depending on what survey you look at, 
we saw prices up nationally. Uh, 187 is the price of gasoline across the country on an average right now. That's up about three cents. And it's up about five cents over the month, but it is down almost 90 cents uh, from a year ago on this date. Uh, And some of the reasons they're saying that we're seeing the gas prices starting to go up is that supply and demand uh, balance that's always very critical when it comes to how much gasoline to produce and and what it's going to sell for. They've finally kind of figured that out. And the other part of it is apparently the Chinese economy is starting to order up gasoline in kind of the pre-COVID-19 time frame. So um, as the Chinese economy is starting to come back online right now, gasoline supplies uh, or gasoline purchases in China have gone up, which has affected the worldwide market to to some extent. So, you know, right now we'll have to kind of wait and see, you know, where the gas price is going. But uh, like I said, today we've seen slight increases, a couple pennies in both Massachusetts and Rhode Island right now. So that's China. Then we see what's happening here. But I, I still look around at what we're seeing, what we're doing. Now, normally there are other factors that go into the price of gasoline because we're also looking at the type of fuel that goes into the car. There's a different type of fuel that goes in during the fall and the winter months. And then spring, not so much spring, but I guess when we get closer to summer, there's a different type of fuel. And sometimes that type of fuel leads to higher prices, right? That, well, anytime there's a switchover from whether it's summer gasoline to winter gasoline or winter gasoline to summer gasoline, there always is an increase. It does cost a little bit more to make winter gasoline than it does to make summer gasoline. The differences are uh, winter gasoline is formulated in such a way that it allows engines to start at colder temperatures. Summer gasoline is formulated in such a way that there's less evaporative emissions that come off of it. So uh, if you've ever seen gasoline outside on a warm summer day, you literally see vapor coming off of it. Well, the, the type of gasoline we use now has... Uh, is it controls that a little bit better than uh, older gasoline used to. Also, it has uh, it has ethanol in it and oxygenate it, which makes the gas burn cleaner. So when you combine all those things together, and what typically happens is why we see the price changes, there's usually a winter gasoline sell-off. So as gasoline is being kind of emptied from the storage tanks, uh, the market starts to get a little bit, Um, heavy with surplus of gasoline, so it tends to drive the price down. So usually what happens is in the uh, spring, we see the price go down because there's a winter gasoline sell-off. And then as we move into summer, we see the prices start to go back up. Not so much that it costs more to make summer gasoline, but because we saw the difference between the sell-off and the summer gasoline, then you add in what would normally be increased travel, more people driving for the summer, uh, going on vacation and so forth. Again, that sort of supply and demand thing where the demand goes up and if the supply stays the same, that's what tends to drive the price up. Right now, it's still a, a pretty uh, pretty finite uh, balancing act that's going on right now, trying to match that supply and demand. It wasn't that many weeks ago. This morning when the market opened up, just to give you an idea, when the market opened up, uh, crude oil was selling at about $32 a barrel. A few weeks ago, it was actually at negative territory. It was actually below zero, which doesn't almost doesn't make any sense that they were almost paying people to take crude oil off the market. 
Well, there's a lot of paper shuffling that goes on with that. So that, it might not have been really true, but it did fall into negative territory. So, you know, I guess if you had enough uh, money and know-how, it would have made sense to buy a whole bunch of crude oil uh, back in uh, when it was at negative prices and then sell it now while it's at $32 a barrel. And um, you wouldn't have to worry about gasoline. Bear with me if I sound like a carnival hoopla barker for a moment going, hurry, 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 get your 87 octane right here. Is that what it would be like? Something like that. that that's uh, that's pretty close. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you could, uh, you know, nothing better than having an oil well in your backyard, I guess, at this point. Yeah, that that would be nice to have. Yeah, Just think yeah. of all the money you can make and me, save. Me and my Uncle Jethro. Or, yeah, or, or I could be your Uncle Jethro or Uncle Jed, whichever. Whichever one. Whichever one. It'll be all, all be good. So we can make our make our own oil and we can move to Beverly Hills. So There you go. That works for me. We're talking with John Paul, the car doctor from AAA Northeast. We're looking ahead to the summer driving season. Now, eventually, we are going to be seeing people driving around. Eventually, it has to get better to where people are going to say, I do want to go down to the Cape or I want to go drive up to New Hampshire and the Maine or maybe you drive up to Vermont. Eventually, that is going to happen, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it will. And realistically, even if you look at all of the social distancing suggestions at this point and try to really do the right thing, still going out and doing a road trip is something that is certainly you know, within the realm of safe possibilities. You keep a distance. You, When you get out of the car, you put your mask on and make sure you wash your hands a lot and use hand sanitizer and all of those things. So even if we don't get to the point where we have a vaccine or a cure or whatever whatever the case is, people are still going to travel. And, and people are going to maybe look at, instead of taking that week-long vacation where you can't really do that right now because there, there's a there's a lot of talk in in multiple states about eliminating short-term rentals so maybe what you do is you actually rent something for two or three weeks you combine maybe a few weeks vacation together at one time and especially with more people working at home it becomes more possible to work at home when you're not really at home when you're someplace else that has you know, decent Wi-Fi signals and all of that. So, yeah, people are going to be hitting the road. And one of the things that we're starting to see, and we've been seeing it for a couple of weeks now, is people that have let their cars sit for extended period of times are starting to have problems. I, I was I went out for a little walk yesterday, and I walked around a, a pretty um, a, a tight neighborhood where the homes were very close together. And I bet as I walked around for half an hour, I saw no less than a dozen cars that had low tires just from sitting there for that long a time and probably not moving. And you get up a little bit close and you look at the brake system and it looks kind of rusty from sitting still. And these are people that just for one reason or another either haven't chosen to go out or maybe they have more than one car in their family. And they always take the same car and leave the other one just sitting there. This sounds like rule number one. If you have a car, get in the thing and drive it around just so the car knows it works, just so you know that it works, too, that it's working, functioning, and being the vehicle that it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Uh, cars need exercise like people need exercise. Now, people who have seen me probably know I don't get a lot of exercise, but um, that being said, it does make sense to get your car out there, get some exercise with your car, Brakes will get rusty from sitting still. Fluids need to be splashed around inside the engine and the transmission to lubricate all the parts that sit there. Um, 
uh, even simple things like, you know, doors can get creaky when they don't get opened often enough. So I always try to tell people at least once a week, go take your car, take it out, take it for a good 20 or 30 minute drive. That way it gets up to temperature. It helps keep the battery charged up. One of the things you don't really want to do is just go start it and let it run in the driveway for five minutes because newer cars today, the alternator, the generator that makes the electricity that charges up the battery, in a lot of cases, they don't really work that much when they're, when they're just sitting there idling. You need to actually drive the car to recharge the battery. So it is important to get the car out and drive it, kind of shake all the cobwebs out of it. You don't, We don't want you driving 100 miles an hour just because the roads aren't crowded. Drive the, drive the appropriate speed the speed limits and so forth but go out and kind of exercise a car a little bit that's going to get all the lubricants moving around it's going to get all the rest of the vital fluids working and one of the things that we've seen um, from my new york counterparts is with cars sitting so long they're starting to get some um, rodent infestation now too so uh, being able to being able to actually get the car out that kind of, uh, you know, leaves that home for someplace else. So, you know, getting that car out there and exercising a bit is good. Also, uh, tires will lose tire pressure when the car is just sitting still, just uh, actually the same as when it, when you're driving. And so once a month or so, get out there with a tire pressure gauge, check the tire pressure. If you have an air pump at home, pump up the tires to the proper amount. If you're still not going to be driving a whole heck of a lot, Inflate the tires. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say that. Inflate the tires to the maximum inflation pressure that's marked on the side of the tire, which is different than what I would normally say. Normally, I'd say inflate the tires to the pressure that's on the door placard that says, you know, 32 in the front and 34 in the back or whatever it is. Most tires have 35 as a maximum. Some have 43. Inflate them to the maximum amount. That way, if the car sits, it's going to help eliminate flat spots on the tires. And if it really does sit a long period of time, by the time you, we get to driving on a regular basis, chances are the tires will be about inflated where they should be. I almost feel crazy in saying this. I feel like we should be driving the car just so we can feel the car have its moment of zen where it's going, or going namaste while we're driving, right? I, I think, I think uh, you know, we could do that. We could do car yoga at the same time and, uh, you know, maybe maybe – do two things but no it isn't it really is important there's i've said for years there's lack of use with a car sometimes is worse than abuse of a car somebody who goes out and drives a car aggressively sure they're going to put wear and tear on a car but when a car sits still um things can car things can start to stick things can start to fail even something as simple as windshield wiper blades um we actually did see the sun off and on for the past a uh, couple of weeks, which was kind of nice to see. Not so much today where I am, but uh, we did see the sun off and on. And if your windshield wipers are laying on the windshield and the sun's kind of baking the car, well, the windshield wipers are going to stick to the windshield. So, you know, even when you go out and drive the car, you know, every few days or once a week, hit the windshield washer button, clean the windshield with the windshield washers. Um, that's going to get the windshield wiper blades off the windshield. Um, there's just, uh, again, just a little bit of exercise for the car is, is money is money and time well spent. And not a lot of money in this case. This is just a little bit of time. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little tired of sitting in my little tiny house and getting out behind the wheel of the car and going out and driving. Even if I go, don't go anywhere, it's still kind of nice to get some fresh air, go out and drive, go out and look around a little bit, and exercise my car. And, like, 
probably many people, we have more than one car in our household. My wife has her car. I have my car. And we try to take turns taking whichever car out so both cars get a little bit of exercise over the course of a week. 1249 our time. We're talking with John Paul, the car doctor from AAA Northeast. We're getting our cars ready for the summer driving season. We've got more to come with John Paul. We can promise we will not, we will not be talking about Warrior 1, Warrior 2, Warrior 3, or Downward Dog. We'll have ideas what you can do to get your car ready for the summer of 2020 as the lunchbox continues on the K-Zone. 105.3 FM and AM 1280 WPKZ. It's 12.53 as the lunchbox continues on this Monday on 105.3 FM, AM 1280, WPKZ Sherman Whitman here. John Paul, the car doctor from AAA Northeast. And, John, let's take a look at our car. And before we do get out do some driving, because it's summertime, eventually we are going to get in the car. We are going to go somewhere between now and Labor Day in September. So what are things to consider? We were talking about the tires. I would imagine we have to check things like the fluids, the oil. What, what, what should we... What should be our checklist when, when it comes to talking about our car? Really, uh, you, you hit it perfectly. The, best, the first thing to do is start by looking at the tires and tire pressure. And uh, get out there with a uh, tire gauge. You can buy them inexpensively for 4 or $5, a, a pencil-style gauge. You can spend more money if you want a digital gauge. But check the tire pressure. Make sure the tires are properly inflated. Also, depending on how the car has been driven and where it's been driven, some of our roads are less than perfect, which means they have, have a pothole or two here and there. So you want to look the tires over. Get, get, a, get a good look at the tires. Look for cracks. Look for bulges. Look for breaks in the tire. Anything that can cause a tire to fail while you're driving it and finally look at tire tread and the best kind of way to or the easiest way go get a quarter and measure the tread with the quarter if the tread is at least up to I think it's Washington's head on a quarter. Um, you can you can measure you can measure across, and that means you have at least four thirty seconds of tread in the tire. That the difference between a tire that has four or five thirty seconds of tread and one that is at the legal minimum, which is two thirty seconds, it can be on a rainy day can be the difference in. 50 or 75 feet from a 60 mile an hour stop. So it's important to make sure you have good tread in your tires. And like you said, the lubricants, there are, depending on the car, there are seven or eight or nine different vital fluids in the car. The engine oil, you want to make sure it's clean and full. Uh, if it hasn't been changed in six months or a year, it might be time for an oil change. Transmission fluid, some cars you can still check them. So you want to make sure the fluid is full. Power steering fluid the same way. As we're approaching the warm weather, uh, people sometimes don't think about the engine coolant. They think about that antifreeze, kind of the name, protects the engine from freezing in the wintertime, but also helps uh, raise the boiling point of the, of the fluid. And instead of boiling at 212 degrees that water would be, uh, when it's mixed 50-50 with antifreeze, it might boil at 230 degrees. And then with the radiator cap, it's even a little bit higher. So um, you want to make sure the engine coolant is at least full. Make sure it's clean. Um, glance at the brake fluid. If the brake fluid looks low, Bring it to a shop and have it and have the brakes checked. Uh, as disc brakes wear, they'll tend to need more brake fluid to make up for the distance, the difference in the brake pad thickness, and you'll see the fluid levels go down a little bit. So look at the brake fluid level. If you see it at the minimum, it might be time for new brakes in the car. Um, 
windshield washer fluid it's bug season and you can you can be driving along and all of a sudden your windshield gets splattered with a whole bunch of bugs so make sure you have uh, windshield washer fluid make sure it's full and maybe even ha- keep an extra gallon in the in the trunk of the car just in case so a lot of little basics uh, still at the end of the day when we rescue people and we do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, our number one, two, and three reasons we go out to rescue people are dead batteries, flat tires, and people lock their keys in their cars. So if you can make sure your tires are in good shape, get your battery checked. The typical life of a battery here in the Northeast is a little bit under five years. So if you have a five-year-old car or a five-year-old battery, the battery may be on kind of its uh, end of its time. So it might be time to think about a new battery in the car. And then uh, always make sure that if you're traveling, uh, you always make sure you take your keys out of the car, uh, put them in your pocket before you close and lock the door of the car. Recently, we just had somebody who locked their child in the car. They they had their they left their pocketbook in the car. They locked the door. They closed the door for whatever reason, and their child's in the car. Their purse is in the car. Their cell phone's in the car, and uh, and. You know, we had we had to come out and rescue them, and that happens that happens pretty regularly. So make sure you always keep your keys with you. Uh, some people keep keep an extra key. Maybe if uh, uh, you know two people are going out together, make sure you each have a set of keys to the car just in case. You never know. It only takes one little thing to throw off whatever your system is. And if you bring an extra bag or box or something with you, you put your keys down in the trunk. And you get out of the car, and you take your box and your bag. You close the trunk and go. Oh, the keys are in the trunk. Now what? So, uh, so having an extra key is always always makes sense. And knowing if your car has a has a trunk release or or some way that you can still get into the car makes a whole lot of sense. And very quickly, if people want to find out more information, tips, things they could do to make sure their car is running at their best as we get ready for the summer 2020, best place to go? AAA.com. If they have a question, AAA.com slash car doctor. And if they're interested in which one of our AAA offices are opening, we started to open some Massachusetts office today, uh, AAA.com slash branches. Very good. John Paul, as always, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you as the summer 2020 progresses. You take care.